Welcome to the Godcast. Welcome to the Godcast. Basically, tonight, I had a couple announcements. We're going to be talking about salvation. That's the topic for tonight. But what I want to bring you all in and say is that um, over the last several weeks, I've been talking to a few people, and I put the announcement out there earlier um, tonight. Uh, we talked about uh, possibly moving up uh, in terms of uh, expanding the horizons here, and um, I'm happy to say that uh, you know it was mentioned earlier on a previous podcast. But the I have been picked up by a another network, and uh, I'm very appreciative of that. I, I won't probably delve into it too much because there's a lot of things that have to get straightened out in the next week, but um, you might have seen the post I put out there already on the platforms, Instagram and Facebook there. Um, you'll find those announcements there, but I won't use the time here to, to say that, but I'm very, uh, very excited to see changes in this uh, venture from uh, in going into a different uh, type of um, a different type of avenue in terms of uh, network, and there's more exposure. So uh, I'm going to be doing this podcast still weekly on Tuesdays, as I did on YouTube when I did the live Bible study. That was my previous venture. Um, I was in the Gospel of Mark, was going through that. Uh, perhaps I will pick that back up if I have to. But the uh, the main um, the main focus of this type of platform that I have here is I want to bring out the understanding of who Jesus Christ is, and I want to bring out the understanding of what salvation is. I want to bring out the, the gospel message. And uh, Most of the podcasts that are out there, they're mainly just talk, which is fine. Nothing wrong with talking back and forth with brothers and sisters in the faith. But I, I want to get to, I want to reach a larger audience. I want to reach those that, are don't, that don't know about the gospel, that might know who Jesus is and might know what he's all about, but the Jesus that's being pumped out there in the world is a watered-down version of who he really is, and he's central to our salvation. Without him, we can't be saved. Without his work on the cross, without him coming to earth the first time, we cannot, no one can be saved, and it's a miracle that anybody is saved. That's the grace of God. Um, but tonight, I will be moving into a different direction on this podcast, I want to be talking about um, salvation, and there are doctrines of salvation, and I might dabble in the first one that uh, we're going to go over. Now, a brief background of me, I know I'm going to be leading up to it. Um, basically, um, I grew up in a church of which was small, and it's, to this day it's still small, and uh, there's a lot of flack for having a small group of that we go to to worship God, but the, the idea in the local church is to be trained, to be trained. Uh, colleges are nice. Colleges are, are really good that focus on those things. And there are good colleges out there that uh, train ministers to become, uh, to become pastors, to become leaders. I'm not, I'm not a pastor. Um, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I haven't been called to be a pastor, but the, the blessing and the, and the, the advantage of having a local church is an independent local church is to, train believers to go out into the world and tell other other people about Christ. Other avenues could be face-to-face, which is preferable. Um, going out there, there are street preachers that are out there. 
there are missionaries that are out there in different uh, lands. There's also um, the blessing of a local church is that a, a dedicated minister that's not a novice takes his time out to teach his flock. And there's only a handful of us where I go. Um, you'll see my church in which it's listed on my Facebook page if you see it there. Um, I have a, you know, a time that I need to get that all s- situated, but in terms of exposure, but the the blessing of a local church is that the pastor is a gift to the church, and he's the one that's taken the time out to train um, men and to train the women to go out and defend uh, the gospel message and to be an apologist. And the the blessing of that is that there's no there's no monetary price to that. It's it's a price that God has given through the the works of the apostles who have passed down that information from age to age, and you have. Um, centuries of believers that have taken their time to train the next set, to train the next set, discipleship, to go after that. And those are important aspects of a local church is the training. It's a training ground. Um, There are services that we attend, that we hear the message, and we're pricked to the heart. And we need to act on those things. And uh, this crash course of what I'm trying to do here and talk about salvation, which I'm going to be leading up to tonight. Um, We did that recently in the last year at my church, and I want to share that with you. Um, I'm debating whether or not to go any further, um, to go further into uh, talking about um, the rest of these doctrines. I might just do that throughout this, make make it a series, and we'll be talking about the doctrines of salvation. the first one tonight, what I want to talk to is I'm going to introduce what salvation is, but also I'm going to possibly introduce regeneration. Now, if you go, if you're on YouTube and you stay on this channel on YouTube that I'm looking at here, which is you, YouTube, I have a message from Mark in which we went over that. Um, and uh, you can review that video for uh, an in-depth look at regeneration. I'll go over it again. But the the blessing of this is to... Um, to know what these all mean. These are these are acts of God. Salvation is an act of God. It's not a it's not an act of man ascending to God, uh, assenting to God and saying, "I choose you." Uh, I'm of the belief of what the Scripture says that God calls out His elect. Um, people have that position branded as Calvinism. I don't necessarily like to brand uh, things after a person's name. I just know that it's straight up biblical truth. Um, you're, you're going to tell me that Jesus was a Calvinist? No, it doesn't make any sense. Jesus Christ gave out his word. He is the word. Um, God the Father gave us the scripture through the work of the, the, the Holy Spirit, inspired word of God. And you can't tell me that men from thousands of years apart, hundreds of years, over hundreds of years, are saying the same message pointing to Christ. You can't tell me that that is uh, just sheer coincidence it's not it's the plan of god and salvation is a central theme of the bible uh, redemption god going to mankind who's stuck in his sin and rescuing him so salvation is a total act of god it also is a work of god uh, it's not our work if we were work to salvation that would be religion that would be a form of religion one would be catholicism that's just an example out there all forms of religion have a uh, a God of which they're trying to please their way into eternity. 
um, they're all, uh, in a way, um, not not dealing with the truth of the gospel is that Jesus Christ came. Jesus Christ lived a perfect life. Jesus Christ gave up his life for his sheep. Um, and it, essentially, he came to Israel, and Israel rejected him. Now, the, the blessing in all of this is that the Gentiles have an advantage. They've been given the advantage of having the scripture. They've been given the advantage of that, the fact that God is dealing with them through the uh, work with the Apostle Paul. And uh, today, you have a majority. I'm not going to say, I'm going to say it's one-sided, but a majority of those that are giving out God's word are, are Gentiles. And the Jews, which I f firmly believe are still God's chosen people, will one day recognize the one they have pierced. Um, that's a talk about eschatology, which we're not talking about tonight. We're talking about salvation. Um, but I'll give a definition out. Maybe you want to write this down um, if you're listening or if you're watching, which I appreciate. Um, salvation, let me get my notebook in here. Salvation is a gracious work of God whereby he delivers undeserving, gospel-believing sinners from sin, and its results bring them into a right, vital relationship with himself, and bestows on them the riches of his grace. So it also means to rescue or deliver. Now, what we can talk about is there's these instances of the scripture which I will point out to you. Um... Actually, let us look at Matthew one twenty one. We'll go over that. You see, I'm going over this with you. It's an exercise. If you have your Bible, you can pick it up and read it. It's an exercise in which you need to get used to. And um, again, this podcast is for everybody. It's for those that are believers. It's also for the unbeliever, in which I want to show you you want your soul rescued from God, if you do that, if you truly desire that. The scripture is the only way you're going to know that. We have this, this is part of the Christmas account, the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, basically, the word save here is what we're looking at. And our sin has been taken away from us. So, it's when the angel came to Joseph, and it also, uh, excuse me, Gabriel, it's, this must be, yes, let's read this. Joseph was a good man and did not want to embarrass Mary in front of everyone, so he decided to quietly call off the wedding. While Joseph was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, the baby that Mary will have is from the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and marry her. Then after her baby is born, name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So that's, again, an indicator there of saving salvation. Luke 19.10. This is when Zacchaeus was found in the tree, and he was also was called by God, in which that, Looks like we lost my Instagram page for some reason. Let me see if I can grab that back. Okay, I can get it back. All right, got it back. Um, basically, what this is referring to is when Jesus came to Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector. Um, 
You know, we'll just read the story of Zacchaeus. Let's just read it. It's not that long. Jesus was going through Jericho, where a man named Zacchaeus lived. He was in charge of collecting taxes and was very rich. Jesus was heading his way, and Zacchaeus waited to see what he was like. But Zacchaeus was a short man and could not see over the ground, over the crowd, rather. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree. When Jesus got there, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. I want to stay with you today. Zacchaeus hurried down and gladly welcomed Jesus. Everyone who saw this started grumbling. This man Zacchaeus is a sinner, and Jesus is going home to eat with him. Later that day, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, I will give half of my property to the poor, and I will now pay back four times as much to everyone I have cheated. Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Today you and your family have been saved, because you are a true son of Abraham. The Son of Man came to look for and to save people who are lost. So again, here you have actually the sovereignty of God in salvation, Jesus saying that he came to seek and to save the lost. So that's verse 10 was what the focus was here in, in this section. 1 Corinthians one twenty one, another common scripture that uh, most people know. The message about the cross doesn't make any sense to lost people. But for those of us who are being saved, it is God's power at work. As God says in the scriptures, I will destroy the wisdom of all who claim to be wise. I will confuse those who think they know so much. What happened to those wise people? What happened to those experts in the scriptures? What happened to the ones who think they have all the answers? Didn't God show that the wisdom of this world is foolish? God was wise and decided not to let the people of this world use their wisdom to learn about him. Instead, God chose to save only those who believe the foolish foolish message we preach. Jews ask for miracles and Greeks want something that sounds wise, but we preach that Christ was nailed to a cross. Most Jews have problems with this and most Gentiles think it is foolish. Our message is God's power and wisdom for the Jews and the Greeks that he has chosen. Even when God is foolish, he is wiser than everyone else. And even when God is weak, he is stronger than everyone else. My dear friends, remember what you were when God chose you. The people of this world didn't think that many of you were wise. Only a few of you were in places of power. And not many of you came from important families. But God, there's another two words you want to look at in the scripture, but God. But God chose the foolish things of this world to put the wise to shame. He chose the weak things of this world to put the powerful to shame. What the world thinks is worthless, useless, and nothing at all is what God has used to destroy what the world considers important. God did all of this to keep anyone from bragging to him. You are God's children. He sent Christ Jesus to save us and to make us wise, acceptable, and holy. So if you want to brag, do what the scriptures say and brag about the Lord. I mean, this uh, the version that I'm using is the contemporary English version, and it's really good. It just breaks it down for us as we read the scripture, and we're to brag about Jesus Christ. Now, now that we've gone through those scriptures about salvation, um, the last one I'm going to use here is one of my favorites, personal favorites, of which brought me to the truth, brought me to salvation, which 
I knew one day I was a sinner, and I still am, but a sinner saved by grace. I knew the the at, I- impact of my life, but this scripture always, always jumped off the page when I read it. It's simple. It's a simple verse, and I want to read this to you because it changed my life, the scripture here. Ephesians 2, we'll pick it up in verse... Eh, Verse Actually, it's going to tie into what I'm going to be talking about. So I'm going to read Ephesians 2, verse 1 and following. Now, the, the verse that I'm looking at is verse 8 and 9. I'm looking at those two verses. But actually, the first topic in which I'm going to be talking about of salvation, or the doctrine of salvation, will be mentioned in the first couple of verses. So I want you to pay attention there as I read this. So Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. In the past you were dead because you sinned and fought against God. You followed the ways of this world. And obeyed the devil. He rules the world, and his spirit has power over everyone who doesn't obey God. Once we were also ruled by the selfish desires of our bodies and minds. We had made God angry, and we were going to be punished like everyone else. But God, there's another one there. But God was merciful. We were dead because of our sins, but God loved us so much that he made us alive with Christ. And God's wonderful kindness is what saves you. God raised us from death to life with Christ Jesus, and he has given us a place beside Christ in heaven. God did this so that in the future in the future world he could show how truly good and kind he is to us because of what Christ Jesus has done. You were saved by faith in God, who treats us much better than we deserve. This is God's gift to you and not anything you have done on your own. It isn't something you have earned, so there is nothing you can brag about. God planned for us to do good things and to live as he has always wanted us to live. That's why he sent Christ to make us what we are. So, you're not going to read it here directly in which how I read it in the NIV or the King James there. It's, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. That's the, the scripture which I've had memorized. It's the grace of God that brings us to salvation. Um, it's the grace of God, how we breathe, the grace of God, how we live. And the, the blessing of it all is to know that uh, in this we have um, salvation is, is, a, is a work of God. I'm going to read off these doctrines. They're not in all in any particular order, um, but the, the order here in which it's been given, I'm going to read them off to you. Uh, and I'll maybe explain just a brief definition of what that is. Substitution. It's the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ, his very act in saving us. Redemption, buying us back, his shed blood. Reconciliation, a thorough and complete change. A change in the heart of the believer, a change in the heart of the the person who has uh, become saved. Propitiation is the appeasement of God's wrath on the the sinner. Uh, Jesus Christ has stood in our place. He has become the propitiation of God. So God's wrath has stopped because Jesus Christ came and uh, had, had come to die. That's also uh, in a picture of the Old Testament is the mercy seat of God. Um, conviction is the work of the Holy Spirit on the, the, the individual, the believer who comes to him. Calling. Calling is the call of God. Now we're called by the gospel, called through the scripture. God's not doing, uh, and I always say this, God's not going, Hey, Josh. Instances I'm not going to debate people with in whether she does that or not, but God speaks to us through his word. I am a firm believer in that. I am not an 
if people say that God spoke to them audibly, uh, you know, I- I'll take it the way they say it. If that's truth, if their life is changed, fine. But it's not the focus of what this is about. Calling is not, hey, it's not that. One day we will be looking at him face to face, and uh, that will be something. But this calling here is calling through the scripture. You're reading, your, your things in your life are changing. There's a prayer life. There's something going on there. The word of God has become sweeter to you. It's more than that. There's, there's, there's a general call that's out in the scripture, and there's also a specific call, an efficacious call, and that's the call of God. And that's through the word of God. Um, election. Election is a big, 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 I'll say it that way. Election is a big topic, big doctrine, but it's in the scripture. Cannot get around that. Uh, election has been, um, uh, I want to say ridiculed in the in the Christi- Christianity world or churchianity world in which it gets ridiculed upon and it's uh, not thought of uh, to be truth. It, it's truth. It's in the word of God. Um Predestination is another one. Um, pretty much, you're predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. Uh, I, I want to go back, backtrack to election. Election is God's choice, plain and simple. Those are the two words for that. God's choice, sovereignty. Again, God is the one in charge of salvation. Uh, there's uh, ideas that have been floating around for centuries, in which we're, we we choose God. Sovereignty of God knocks that all to pieces. Um, sovereignty in 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 God's in God's case, and what that it talks to, is the the fact that God is in charge of salvation all the way. Uh, free will. Uh, this is another one that uh, we'll be getting into. Free will is the idea that man can choose God. Well, that's not what that really talks about. This free will in terms of a way we live. Um, free will and salvation is is there, but it's not referring to what you and I have been drummed into our whole. Uh, well, not not me, but in terms of what's been drummed into a majority of Christendom is free will being we can choose at any moment to be saved, which is a line of baloney. Um, we'll be getting into that. Uh, grace, I've mentioned that before. We don't deserve God's love. We don't deserve God's kindness towards us. It's undeserved, unmerited favor. Uh, repentance, big, 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 big result of sa- well, yeah, result of salvation in that we're we're more repentant. And with repentance, you're also going to have faith in Jesus Christ. So repentance is a turning away from, to change, to think again, to um, a thorough uh, investigation, really, of your own heart. Do you truly turn away from your sin, or are you still stuck in it? And we'll be getting into that. And also, if a uh, tidbit, as I spoke about, uh, actually, this next one, uh, next two I'm going to talk about is regeneration. Regeneration. And repentance, you're going to see in the series in Mark on YouTube, if you want to check that out. Um, I did a, a study there in Mark chapter 1 on that. Those are good videos to review if you want to do that on my YouTube page. Um, faith, faith is believing God, believing in Jesus Christ, faith in Christ. Um, the, the Greek word there is pistis, so it's it's a complete trust in God. Um, going into that also, uh, an acrostic you can come up with there is forsaking all, I trust him. So that's another way to look at it. Regeneration is a being made alive, spiritually speaking. We just read that in Ephesians 2 there. Um, there Spiritually today, we have either walking dead people or you have people that are alive to Christ. You have to be dead to sin, alive to Christ. Most people today are alive to sin and 
dead to Christ, which 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 we're not we're not advocating. We don't want that. Um, forgiveness, another big doctrine of salvation, is forgiveness of our sin. Our sin is no longer held against us. Psalm 103 is a good scripture to look at in terms of forgiveness. Um, repentance, if you want to look at a bit scripture for that, would be David's, um, David's, excuse me, repentance, which you have in the Psalms. Um, justification, another major doctrine in the scripture. We have that in Romans. Uh, Martin Luther, a famous theologian of which we uh, we all appreciate, uh, who really went after that, the justification by faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, it's a de- declaration that we've been made righteous. It, it's God's work. Again, all of these is God's work. It's not our work. I want to stress that. Um, Instagram is now paused. Oh, well. Um, sanctification. Sanctification is the doctrine in which we're progressively working out our salvation. We're living out our lives, and we'll go into that. There's different types of sanctification. Uh, preservation, uh, it's pretty simple there. Our our eternity, our, our salvation is secure. It could also be quoted as eternal security. Um, glorification is a future state in which we will one day be glorified. Right, we'll have different bodies um, than these. This, this flesh cannot go into heaven. So that'll be another um, another time in which we'll go into that. I think I might jump into all of this. So that way I get a refresher out of this myself. Um, just going on here with the salvation. The time of salvation, believing in Jesus Christ as our Savior. We're delivered from divine condemnation. We're delivered from the penalty of all our sin. We're delivered from inherent corruption. Inner human nature and soul and spirit, we're renewed with a divine impartation of spiritual life. During the present, so that's in the past. During the present, deliverance from the power of the sin principle, deliverance from the temptation of Satan, deliverance from the allurement of the world. This is all work of God. And regeneration, I'll give you a short definition of that. Regeneration is a great change in the soul. It cannot be separated from repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And here's the definition. Regeneration is a communication of the divine nature to mankind by the operation of the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. So there's a change. There's a total change there. It's very similar to reconciliation, but we we have a, a new nature that's been given to us. We've been reborn. We've been born again. That's another word in which has been gone around in circles before. Being born again. Um, it's also, uh, there's descriptions of it, of regeneration and the new birth. Born again, born from above, all all the same there. John 3 is the, one of the famous texts in which uh, Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. And he speaks about that. Um, a spiritual quickening. Or resurrection, we read that in Ephesians 2. The impartation of a new nature, that's in Second Peter. Spiritual translation, we've been rescued. Regeneration also is an instantaneous change. It occurs once. So what I will do in the weeks to come, I will go over that. We'll go over this slowly but surely. I'll take a, 
I'll take out some scriptures of which we'll expand upon. I mean, I have I have several pages on this, so if we can, we'll we'll expand it as much as we can. We'll be talking about regeneration, so I believe this is the right direction to go in because not a lot of people know about this. Not a little, not not a lot of people. They know the simple salvation that their life is changed, but they don't get into the meat of God's word. And uh, at the same time, though, I do want to simplify this for those that don't know who God is. You need to know who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ is God. That's number one. If we don't understand who God is and who Jesus Christ is, those are the, the those that is most important because you need to know the one who saves you. You need to know the one that can save you. Now, tonight, and I always do this near the end of my podcast here, um, there are there are avenues in which you can come to know God. The avenue is through the Word of God. The avenue also is through a faithful friend that will tell you about God, and I want to be your friend. I want to be one to help you out here. And uh, I don't get much um, feedback, or um, of which I hope I do. I mean, I don't get much feedback feedback in the email department but excuse me my my email is live bible studies 412 at gmail.com you can hit me up there you can also message me on facebook um, i have the page there you can message me on instagram too for all that all your worth that's fine too um, but those are avenues in which you can um, message me and i will always get back to you uh, on those things but uh, salvation Again, just in short, is a is a work of God. It's not our it's not our work. If it's our work, it we most miserably fail, and we have. Um, there have been salvations that have been produced in the hearts of people that are false, and not because you know it's evident. You see the fruit of their work, and um, you know it's a self check on us to you know it says in the scripture to make sure you make your calling and election sure. And this is important, you know, that whether to see whether you're not you're in the family of God. And I, I'm, I'm using these avenues of social media just to bring the message out there. I'm also trying to open up my, my home here, behind me. Uh, you know, you see the stocking there for Christmas. But the, uh, what it says here behind me, you're gonna see it in reverse. It's joy to the world. The Lord has come. Uh, but the, I'm trying to open up my home to the neighborhood too in which I live. You know, that's my children when they're with me. My their friends when they come over is is all about it's all about Jesus Christ. That's what this home is is about. Uh, and there are times in which I I think I should have said something and I didn't do it. And that's that's on me. God's going to deal with me on that. But the 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 object lesson here is to know what salvation is. It's a total change, a total outlook on life. You're no longer looking at yourself um, in terms of self focus. You're trying to focus on God. But there's also a focus on yourself to, to, to get away from the sin. There's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus Christ living on the inside of your soul there who's trying to tell you, convict you, and saying, hey, get away from sin. Do 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 what you're supposed to do. Honor me. Put me first. You know, And th- there's a desire to do that. It's not just a... Not a um, uh, let's just try to word it correctly here. It's not a, I'm working at this so that I can get in. It's the fact that God, Jesus Christ, did the work. We are in. We just need to please Him. We need to do what's right. We need to tell the next generation about this miracle of salvation. Now, God's 
telling us throughout the scripture, ever since the fall of man in the garden with Adam and Eve, we've been in a broken relationship with God. Every person born into this world is a sinner that is in need of a Savior. And that, that is the most crucial message anyone will ever hear. It's the fact that they are a sinner and they need to be, to be, to be redeemed. And John the Baptist, he put it out there, repent and believe. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. His focus is always on Jesus Christ. The Old Testament is looking at Jesus Christ. There's going to be a Messiah. There's going to be one who's going to come. And they missed it because they saw a suffering servant, whereas they thought a political Messiah would have helped them out. He came to deal with us on the heart, not to conquer and to take over, but also to work on those who are poor, needy, and destitute on the heart. And uh, the prophets spoke to that. The people missed it at the time. And I don't want you to miss it. Those that are listening and watching, don't miss this. This is important. Salvation is crucial to your soul. And uh, there's, a, there's a beginning to your life and an end to your life. And in, that, in the middle of that, in that dash is right now. And I want to tell you that there's a way out. There's a way of escape from your sin. And there's a way to new life in Jesus Christ. And I truly believe that. I truly want to encourage you to pick up your Bible. I truly want to honor the Lord here in saying, Hey, I told you. I want to make sure you know. It's all about Christ. It's not about me. Please don't give me any credit. Back to the, me talking about the church. Going to the local church is for the believer. If you happen to be an unbeliever, go there anyway. That's where you're going to receive the most help. The most care where someone's going to tell you about the gospel message. Now, I don't lead in prayers. I don't have altar calls. I don't believe in those because they're extra biblical. Uh, there's a call in God's word to turn away from your sin and repent. But I can't pray with you and make you pray a sinner's prayer, which doesn't exist. What I implore you to do is pick up your Bible. Ask God to teach you. Ask somebody that knows about God's word and genuinely wants to help you. Not trying to lead you into something that's apart from the scripture. You need to know that Jesus Christ is God. You need to know that you're a sinner. You need to know that God the Father is the only one that can send Jesus Christ to die on the cross so that your sin can be forgiven. And by his shed blood, our sins are forgiven. His resurrection is the stamp, is the proof of the fact that our sins have been adjudicated, that our sin nature has been dealt with at the cross, and we've been given a divine nature because Jesus was victorious at the cross, and he defeated Satan's work. And we can live a holy life. These are all things that God has done. And I just want to stress that to you tonight. There's a way out. There's a way of escape. Pick up that Bible. And if you pick up that Bible and you read it, may you never put it down. That is the whole idea of which God's getting at. Pick up that word. Never put it down. Because it becomes precious to you. These truths in which we're reading God's word are so precious. It's so good. Um, and I want to thank you tonight for listening again a uh, few announcements again at the end i'll stress it again check out my facebook page i won't publicly announce it now because i'm not sure whether or not i should have done that but um, check out my facebook page godcast with josh fritz check out the website in which i listed there uh, i'm cautious as to uh, saying the thing i don't know whether i offended anybody but in terms of promotions but um, i, I want to say that uh, there are changes coming here to my podcast, and I, I hope and trust that you'll uh, check it out. I want to thank you for listening tonight. 
And I'm going to lead a word of prayer as we close it out. Thank you. Father, we thank you for tonight. I thank you for having the blessing of uh, this avenue to go over the scriptures with everybody and to talk about salvation. I trust and I pray that those that have listened would seek out a church that teaches your word, goes to your word systematically and wants to help and uh, doesn't depend upon my podcasts or videos per se, but depends upon you wholly and, 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 and thoroughly. And I, I thank you for giving me this blessing and being able to do this. I pray and I trust that this will uh, work in somebody's heart and life. I thank you for all that you do. Keep everybody safe, Father, who's watching and listening, whatever they are, that they might be uh, genuinely moved in the direction to honor you and please you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for watching. I will see you later. Till next week. Take care.